0: you are listening to the rising phoenix podcast this is a podcast about maternal mental health disclaimer we are not professionals we are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma heads up some content may be
1: triggering we are recording from the stone Sheba podcast studio in provo utah check them out on instagram for more info on our podcast and more
0: Hey, everybody. This is Leslie, and I am here with Allie. So, Hi. Hey. Um, Allie, how did you hear about us?
1: Um, I heard about you through one of my friends. I saw on her Instagram story, Kylie, and she posted about her sister-in-law, Amanda, and baby Milo's story. Yeah. And that's just like what got me hooked on the podcast. And then I reached out to you guys, and Asked if you've ever had anyone on your show about who's had an ectopic pregnancy. So I, love I it. just wanted to share my story and hope it helps other people who have gone through it.
0: Yeah. You know, and I didn't even know really what that was until you brought that up. Like, I've heard of it, but mm-hmm. I never really looked into it or figured out what it was or anything until you sent that message. So I'm excited to be able to educate so many people on what that means and the effects of it and all the things so um yeah. so let's kind of jump into it and um, tell me your journey of becoming a mom
1: so I became a mom back in 2003 October of 2013 that's when I had my son it was my husband was doing his first year of dental school so trying to figure out being young parents in he was in graduate school trying to have a baby and then we had our son and then he was like six months old and I was like, I want another and my husband's like, No, let's wait a little bit, Allie. Like, don't jump the gun. So we waited until he was like, I don't know, like over nine months, and then we started trying. And then um, his first birthday like rolls around and like that's like the time I probably conceived. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I just wanted another baby. And then, um, no, I conceived before then because I found out I was pregnant with um, my second baby on our third wedding anniversary. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, kind of fun. Like, we went out to celebrate, and then, like, the next day, I was so excited. I called my OB. I was, like, I'm pregnant. And he's, like, oh, again, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Back so soon. (laughs) Yeah, because he told me, he's, like, no, just wait, like, two years. Let your body recover, Ali." (laughs) So, um, we go to the doctor, like, um, on October 30th, 2014, um, to get an ultrasound and, like, blood work, make sure everything's doing good. And I just, like, had this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach. I was, like, something doesn't feel right. And my husband's was, like, hey, you're just being weird.
0: Like, and just like, your body was acting different or just mid. Yeah, I like, just, you're... like,
1: felt like something was, like, truly off. I was, like, this doesn't feel, like, the same when I was pregnant with my older son, James. Um, I just felt really weird. And then we did the ultrasound. And we see a little yolk sac. So my husband's like, see, everything's fine. But I wasn't feeling sick. And I was feeling sick from day one with my son. So I was like, hmm, this is kind of weird.
0: And I think that's when most people would be like, oh, it must be a girl.
1: Yeah. Because it's different. Yeah. So, and then we, like, met with my OB. And he's like, congratulations. Like, kudos. Because I wanted to, like, co-breastfeed. And he's like, I'm all for that. Like, you do you, I'll support you. Um, So, he's like, you're due July 25th of 2015. So, I was like, yay, I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to have a summer baby. And then, just like, I don't know. Like, my body was just being weird. I was, like, having cramps, but they're like, oh, cramps are normal, like, spotting is normal um so like I was just feeling weird and I thought I was having like a molar pregnancy because I like google Dr. Google like put in my symptoms and my Mm. husband's like why no don't do that you're (laughs) just making your anxiety. save yourself yeah so it was just horrible so I was like feeding into my fears yeah And he's like, it's fine. Just waiting for your next appointment. And I just, like, still, like, felt like everything was off. And I talked to, like, my mom and my dad. And they would, like, brush it off, too. But I'm just like, no. Like, I have this feeling in the pit of my stomach. Something is wrong. I don't know what it is. Because my mom, like, never had miscarriages. So, like, it was just me and my sister. So that was it. She, like, never experienced this. So I didn't like really have anyone to talk to. I'm like, I don't know if this is a miscarriage, a molar pregnancy. Oof. The like a topic didn't even come to my mind. No idea. Like what is a molar pregnancy? Um, a molar pregnancy from what I remember is like um there it's like just a bunch of cells. It doesn't like form into a baby. Oh, but it okay. mimics a pregnancy. Okay. So, it's like, you'll get a positive pregnancy test. Like, you'll feel sick. Like, it mimics it.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's not a baby. It's just, like, a bunch of cells. So, that's what I was figuring. I was like, oh, my gosh. What is, like, going on? Woo. Um. So, like, that was October 30th. We had the doctor's appointment. And I wasn't having, like, my next one until, like, the end of November. Because, you know, like month-to-month appointments yeah so um my husband and my son and I like we went for our walk like it was to a park it was like half a mile from where we lived and I was just getting this sharp pain in my right side when I was walking and I was like I don't feel good like something's up and my husband's like you're just out of shape <laughs> you know because husbands are yeah they like, yeah my, my just brutally <laughs> honest I've got one of
0: those too. <laughs>
1: So, I, and then we get to the park, and I'm just like, no, like, can we go back home? Like, I'm not feeling good. And then I was just like, you know, we go home, do our normal routine, get ready for bed. And then this, that was Saturday. And then Sunday, I was like, I want to put up Christmas decorations. And my husband's like, what? Are you serious? So, like, we go to Home Depot, and I buy a Christmas tree. And he's like, Christmas is not for another month, Ali.
0: (laughs) Take it easy. Yeah.
1: So, I, like, um, my son and I, like, put up Christmas while my husband studied or did whatever. And I was just feeling, like, more sick. And then, like, I went to the bathroom, and I saw all this blood. It was, like, bright red blood. And I was screaming for my husband. I was like, Nathaniel, like, I'm having a miscarriage. I don't know what's going on. Should I go to the ER? And he's like, no. He's like, wait, see Dr. Bass in the morning because he knows you, and he'll know what to do. So that's what I did. I waited, and I uh, called them, and um, the nurse, she was, pretty concerned, so she's like, Ali, just come on in, and they're like, there's no milk sac." so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, for sure, I had a miscarriage,
0: oh, so I was, like,
1: crying um, when I was having the ultrasound, and the ultrasound, it kept going on, like, longer, you know, I thought they were just going to be like, no, like, you passed the baby, but they were, like, looking. It was, like, a 20-minute ultrasound. She was looking at everything. And I was, like, what is going on? And they're, like, "Um, go wait in the um, room, and Dr. Bass will be in to see you. And I was, like, okay, cool. this doesn't sound like a good thing. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting because, you know, he had, they had to squeeze me in between his patients. Yeah. And then, like, he just we'll never forget his face, like he walks in and he just like puts his head down and he's like, I'm so sorry, Allie. And I thought he was going to tell me like, I am ha- I had a miscarriage. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, have you eaten anything today? And I was like, that's a really random question.
0: Does he not? know? <laughs> that's probably the worst way to say that.
1: And I was like, I had cereal at like 10 o'clock. And he's like, well, he's like, having an ectopic pregnancy like your fallopian tube is rupturing and so he's like since you ate cereal I can't do surgery right now we're gonna have to do surgery tonight Oh, and I'm, are you kidding me and I'm just sobbing and my doctor was holding me
0: like it was like, so explain to everybody out there like me that doesn't really understand what that means and why you need surgery for it
1: so um Because I was bleeding and I thought it was a miscarriage, my fallopian tube was starting to rupture because I was nine and a half weeks along pregnant and the baby was in my fallopian tube. And the tube is really small, doesn't have much room to stretch. And the baby kept growing and growing. So it was uh, ripping the fallopian tube open. And it can bleed out because they don't, No, like it's like unless you do an ultrasound and that's like what was happening
0: oh my
1: gosh so that's why he's like we can't wait like we just have to get past like um the like few hour mark so then I know like you're because you can't eat before surgery so like Mm -hmm. you don't aspirate like all that junk I don't really know so it was just traumatic and then um, I go home and I tell my husband and I said, well, I'm having surgery at five today. And he's like, what? Why? And I said, I'm having an ectopic pregnancy. And he was just like in disbelief. He's like, no, you're lying to me. And I was like, no, like, I'm not. This is what's happening. Like, we have to meet Dr. Bass at the hospital. So, I'm just, like, waiting. I called my parents. I was crying. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is a bad dream.
0: Were you so scared? Like, what, like, what honest details are going through your mind at this point? Like, you're thinking you're going to lose the baby? Like,
1: what? Well, they told me, like, and that's what he told me. He's like, there's no chance, like, we can save the baby. It's like, it's in your tube. Like, because the placenta, like you know, grew on my fallopian tube, so he's like, we have to take the baby out, like, there's no way the baby can survive, and I was like, it was just heart-wrenching, like, knowing I was never going to see this baby, and I still, to this day, like, don't know if it was a bore or a girl, like, I, I, I want to know, but then I don't, Yeah. because, like, I don't know, like, i distance myself from it, like, this, you know, I haven't had closure with this, yeah. it was just, like, so fast, it was, um, it was 21, no, 22 when this happened,
0: mm. so it was just, like, very overwhelming,
1: and I, um, we were in Phoenix, and my parents were in St. George, Utah, so, like, they can get to me right away, and Like, we didn't have anybody.
0: So, you have the surgery.
1: Yeah. So, my doctor told me, he's like, meet me there at 5. And I was like, okay. So, 5 o'clock, we're there. And I'm all ready to go. And then, 6 o'clock rolls around. He's still not there. And, like, we had... And then, it was so heart-wrenching for me because I was nursing my son. And they said... You can't nurse them anymore because we have to give you what's called a methotrexate shot. So it's like a shot that kills off the cancer cells because they were afraid whatever cells were left behind the baby, like, it could grow again. So I'm just sitting there in pre-op nursing my sweet baby James for the last time, and he doesn't know what's going on. I'm crying because I wanted to, like, co breastfeed these babies.
0: Oh, yeah, you have all these plans, and...
1: And it's just, like, they get shattered, and I have... Yeah, I just didn't know, like, how to process it. I just felt like it was a nightmare. Was, like, I wanted to just wake up, and then... So to back it up, when I was going to my doctor's appointment to, like, figure out why I was bleeding... Um, I heard the song um, from Carrie Underwood. I will see you again. Oh my gosh! So I was just like, oh my gosh, is that not a sign? Like something's wrong. So I still like have a hard time like listening to that song because it just brings back like where I was driving, like how I was feeling. Yeah. And so my little sweet baby James, he was getting tired and fussy. I was like, he was hungry, so I fed him one last time, and then um, my husband took him home because like, we didn't know like when my doctor was coming, so uh, the anesthesiologist, he um, came at 6.30, and I noticed um, so I was raised in the LDS church and I noticed he was wearing garments and like in my family, like we call them Jesus jammies. That's just what I call them like, growing up. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's wearing garments.
0: And he's not in Utah, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Was, like, yeah. It's kind of a shock. But, um, so whenever like I'd have surgery growing up or like if I, I just would ask my dad to give me a blessing and I saw that he was wearing garments. I was like, "Can you give me a blessing, please?" And
0: um, and for everyone that's not LDS or familiar with that, it's basically like a a prayer or an ordinance that they perform to give them peace and comfort. Anyways, yeah. yeah.
1: And I wrote down like what he said. He said, "Allison, I know it's a it's hard, and it was a short time, but your baby has been called back home and fulfilled their mission here on Earth." <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was hard, but I was like thinking, "What was my baby's mission? Like, why, why did I have to go through this? Why did I have to lose a child?"
0: So you I, can help other moms, like you're doing yeah. right now, right? Like.
1: This is, like, more than I thought it was.
0: I'm
1: sure. But I had, so my OB came in, did the surgery. I don't remember how I got home. Apparently I, like, yelled at my husband and told him to go to chick fil A's. So we, like, swung by Chick-fil-A on and i said i ate (laughs) chick-fil-a but i have no memory of this like my friend and my husband told me they're like yeah you were pretty high on drugs (laughs) so and then um i had to do like follow-ups and my doctor he's like i was able to save your tube and i was like oh that's for me to like get pregnant and like I have, he's like you can do help it's like a 50-50 shot if you're gonna have another ectopic
0: also it's no, it's common to like you're at risk to have that every time?
1: Well usually like if they do like you have an ectopic they'll take your tube so you don't have a oh, reoccurrence okay. but so after um, I had my ectopic he wanted me to follow up with a fertility doctor and do oh. the sorry, Um, HSG, so it's like they inject a dye into your uterus, and then it goes up through your fallopian tubes to make sure your fallopian tubes are clear. Well, my left one was clear, and my right one was not. That's the sign I had the ectopic on. And they did that like three times, and I was like, what's going on? And the fertility doctor, he was just like, your tube's blocked. And I was like, "Is this, like, caused from, like, my ectopic pregnancy? And he's like, no, this has been like this your entire life. What? So I'm like, oh, like, I was like, that didn't make me feel better. I was like, so my body, like, caused the ectopic. So it was not fun knowing that. And then I was like, so what do I do? Like, how do I, like, decrease my chance to not have another ectopic, and he's like, well, you don't, just have at it, and I was like, oh, okay. awesome. <laughs> yeah, and at that time, like, my husband and I were thinking, okay, like, we'll try again, and he's like, well, you're ovulating this week, like, call me if you have an ectopic, and I was like, oh, okay, like, his bedside manners were horrible,
0: yeah, sounds like but it,
1: yeah, so, my husband and I, like, we tried, and then... I got pregnant. And I was so nervous like as soon as I got that positive pregnancy test, I called my doctor and I said, "I'm pregnant." Really? I said, "I don't want to go through what I went through." Wait,
0: and how so, how much how how far yeah. out from your surgery was that?
1: So, I had my surgery November 3rd, 2014, and then I got pregnant in February of 2015.
0: Okay, so it was a few months.
1: A few months, yeah. Because they said, wait, we need, like, your body to heal because they didn't know. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I had that issue with my too was So I go to my doctor and I do an ultrasound and I saw him every, once a week for my first trimester just to follow and make sure, like, everything was good. And I think... Why he did that is because like he was frustrated himself that he didn't catch it.
0: Yeah. It
1: was because like, like there was like telltale signs like I had like abnormal like levels in my blood like my HSG levels were not as high. So there's like some telltale signs. Yeah. So, but yeah, he followed me through, and then I had a baby girl and. November of
0: 2015. That's so awesome. Yeah. And were you just freaked out that whole pregnancy though? Like how? I was
1: so paranoid. Like until like I, even like at 20 weeks, I was like, is this real? Like, is she in my uterus? Like, I know it's like yeah. irrational. Like, oh, a 20 week baby is not going to fit in your fallopian tube. Well, oh, you but... never know though, right? Like,
0: I mean, really, but.
1: Yeah still it was, like traumatic and like once she was here like I like you know like I got some like serious postpartum depression like after having my ectopic and then after having my daughter and I was like I do not want to go through that again like it was just too traumatic I don't want to risk losing another baby
0: yeah
1: and then flash forward to now like I just had <laughs> another baby uh, August of this year, uh, well, 2019, and, like, I was able to, you know, have her, like, ovulate on my left side, and everything worked out, so.
0: And how are you feeling mentally now?
1: Uh, like, postpartum-wise, or, yeah, like. Just
0: overall, both? Uh, I've, like, been struggling, like, it's hard, you know, like, three young kids,
1: Like, I, um, I had my daughter, um, my third baby, um, the week school started here in California, so I decided, hey, I'm going to homeschool my son and my older daughter. Yeah, that was, (laughs) it's good, because I, like, want that time, you know, like, I only have them for 18 years, and how many of those years are they going to want to be around mom and dad? So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to cherish Every moment, but, you know, like, it's hard, and then my husband's in the military, so, like, his hours aren't bad, but it's just, like, he's gone for 11 hours during the day. We have no family around, like, I have awesome friends here, but I just don't want to feel like a burden on anyone, like, hey, can you watch my kids so I can take a nap, or can I
0: shower, like, clean, like... I think I, that's so common, like, but we're the, if the tables were turned, if it was, if I was your neighbor and I said, Allie, I need a nap, can you hang out with my kids? Yes. You would say I, yes in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. So it's absolutely. like, we're not burdens to each other, but we feel that way. hmm It's yeah. awful, right? Like, I wish we could just get past that because we all want to help each other and show up for each other, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's...
0: But it's also I, kind of hard to trust people with your kids. Let's be real, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, like, a helicopter mommy. <laughs> yeah, if you ask, like, anybody, like, my you, like my parents will come. And, like, also like, hover over my mom. And she's like, seriously, Allie? Like, I'm your mom. I'm like, but you're not doing it the way I would do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get that way, too. I totally get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know, it's just like overwhelming. I I don't know, I just haven't had like easy like pregnancies or yeah. like um like it's not with my topic but like with my son when I found out I was pregnant with him and then like as soon as I like hit second trimester week I hemorrhaged. Like a gush of blood went down my legs. So I and then I ended up having my daughter natural, like, my second daughter, because the epidural machine died, so... So not even by choice? Yeah, not even by choice, so it's just, like, a lot of stuff has happened, and, like, I always put my family first, like, I feel like I'm being selfish if I take care of myself first, but that's what, like, doctors say, like, you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else, but... But sometimes, like, we need someone to, like, take that control for us and yeah. take care of us That's instead so of, true. like, I don't know. I've, like, always, like, I love helping people. That's my favorite thing to do. But I'm not one to ask for help because I think it makes me look weak.
0: Yeah, we hear that all the time. Yeah. All the time. You know? Yeah. and And... Like I said, if the tables were turned, we wouldn't, we don't think the other moms are weak. Yeah. It's no. just, we feel that way about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, cause I, I am a lot of a helicopter mom too. So I like, I feel the same way. Like I'm like, it means I'm not being a good enough mom if I have someone else do it for me or yes. It just just lies, right? That our brain tells ourselves, but it's so true to, to me to feel like. If someone else helps me, then what do I do with myself? Because my identity is almost in being a mom and in my in my children and in that life. And you just almost feel like you're naked if you're not with that. Yeah. You know? Especially if you're nursing. And I don't know. Like, so what... I am so... I'm out to figure out what moms like us can do to self-care... Like, for me, I have one, so it's not – it's yeah. totally different for me. But, like, moms that I, that I talk to and that I meet with that are so much similar to your situation where they have multiple kids, their husband's gone, it's extremely impossible to find time for themselves, especially when you have littles that you're nursing and all those things. Like, there's not really – it's almost impossible. Like, what can we do, like, to show up for ourselves?
1: Well, what, like, I had a, like, I was getting, like, in a really dark place. Like, I was, like, to be honest, I was getting suicidal. Like, I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I suck at being a mom. I suck at being a wife. And I just want better. Like, why am I going to drag people into my darkness? I'll just take myself out. Like, Mm -hmm. I, and then my husband, like, I, talk to him, and he's like, no, Allie, he's like, look at our kids, like, because, like, if they were around me, they weren't paying attention to what I was saying, but they saw me crying, and my son, who's six, he's just like, mommy, I need you, like. No. So, and, so, what's helped me is, like, I've communicated more with my husband, like, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, yeah. like, like okay like please do, don't go to the gym at lunch like please come home it's so i can just like you know eat lunch or like do something by myself like good go. for you uh, that's my amazing husband has, my husband has been more awesome like in the past like he hasn't always understand me like we're two different personality types i don't know if you know about the personality colors yeah. like we're getting, yeah, he's a green, and I'm a blue. Like, I'm nothing else. Like, he's only green, I'm only blue. So, <laughs> it's been a fun. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, before, he's like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so emotional? Why are you, like, so anxious? But now, like, since he took that class, he's like, oh, my gosh. It was, like, mind-blowing. Like, I get you. And that, so he, like, gets what I need now. Yeah. He's like, you need, like, the emotional, like, support and like just being there and he's like I realized that you haven't like got time for yourself in years
0: yeah
1: so what I do what we do now is like every night like I got to go like take a shower or take a bath by myself and like just enjoy it. and my husband takes all three kids and like it's just me time like I get to just like sit and relax and like not have to, like, sit and think and stew, like, okay, what did I do wrong today? And yeah. So I have, like, more of a clear mind, and the thing that helps is, like, uh, what I've noticed is, like, communicating, like, tell people, like, how you feel, like, don't be ashamed, I know it's, like, a stigma, but,
0: yeah.
1: and, like, I don't want to um, be on medication right now, I don't feel like I need it, like, with my other daughter like I was super depressed and like similar thing happened like they're like okay is when we put you on this medication you have to stop nursing and I was like oh my gosh I'm doing this again
0: but you know what the sad thing is there's so many medications you don't have to stop nursing for so I hate the stigma about that but also at the same time like you know you if you don't need it then don't do it
1: but Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm just like I don't feel like I need it right now yeah, it's just nice to have, like, you know, communicate. Like, I communicate with, like, my parents. Like, another big thing that helps me, because my husband's gone, and my dad's retired, so I, like, call him. I'm like, hey, Dad, it's Therapy Thursday. Like, <laughs> and we talk for, like, an hour and a half. Like, we do, like, deep conversations, like, and it's just, like, something I need. Yeah. My three kids, you know, it's like, I want to watch dinosaurs, or I want to do this. It's like, I, it's all about them, and as it should be, like, some of the time, but the best advice my dad told me, he's like, you have to take care of you, and then he's like, there's only so many, there's 24 hours in a day, you need time for yourself, time for your spouse, and time for your kids. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I'm trying to, like, go by, like, not really, like, a New Year resolution this year, but just, like, making time for myself and be like, it's okay, like, I'm not being selfish. I need to, you know, take a break.
0: Yeah. That's so true. And that kind of, like, goes along with, like, the question that we always ask at the end of our podcast, and I'll ask you, like, what... When you first were told that you were having that ectopic pregnancy, what would you go back and tell another mom the moment she's told that? What would you go tell her? What would you tell yourself?
1: I would tell myself, uh, I'm here for you, like, or or like my friends, like, I'm here for you. Like, I know it's hard, but you got this. We're going to take it one day at a time. Yeah. And it's not your fault.
0: Oh, my gosh, because I can't even imagine. I mean.
1: Because I still like to this day, you know, like like the fertility doctor telling me, like, it's been like that. And my husband's like, it's not your fault. Like, it's just something that happens. Well,
0: and you can't, I mean, you can't choose. You can't tell your body to do that, you know, like. It's so hard to not place blame because I, I've had, I, you know, I've had a hysterectomy because of some emergency situations and I blame my body. I, I, I get mad at my body because I feel yeah. like it betrayed me and, uh-huh. you know, and then I feel guilt because I can't do what I'm supposed to do. My body's not performing the way it's supposed to and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's so crazy how we as moms take on so much ownership of things that we shouldn't. Yeah, that out of our control yeah and even mental illness even this whole postpartum thing and maternal mental health in general it's like these are things that are out of our control you know
1: and one thing like people don't realize like it's normal like postpartum depression is normal like it happens because like our hormones are adjusting like we're adjusting like you know being it's like you're being a new mom all over again because you have to figure out how this baby works and this baby's trying to figure out like how life goes
0: Mm -hmm. and what about what about those moms out there listening that have had an ectopic pregnancy before that are scared to try again um
1: i'd say like you know like follow up like go to a fertility doctor do the hsg but also like have faith Mm -hmm. like it's okay like don't be afraid to try yeah. again like it's worth getting these little babies like I know it's like the fear of failure and losing a baby eh. but the reward is bigger eh. when you get the baby
0: yeah well that's beautiful um anything else you want to share
1: um not that I can think because I'm just so like happy I could just you know, like, this has been, like, building up for five years because, like, no one in my family, like, has gone through something like this. My husband, you know, like, we were super young when it happened, and, like, it's just nice, like, be able to, like, fit to other moms, and, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not alone. Like, other moms have been through this. Yeah.
0: It's so crazy how, like, the hardest things that we go through end up bringing us close to so many people that we would have never even met.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And once uh, I'm jumping back, so um, after I had my ectopic, I found out, like, one of my neighbors, uh, it was a different neighbor, like, she had an ectopic, but she had, like, two kids, and then I, like, looked at her. Instagram the other day and she has two more kids like wow lost her tube so see, like she
0: it all works out somehow
1: yeah
0: it does wow well I am so grateful that you reached out because I just feel like the more that we can talk on topics that people just don't talk about or don't yeah. know about you know maybe there's a mom out there that's curious and maybe did the google thing yeah. and feels like maybe that's what's going on. Maybe she can figure that out a little faster or sooner and have some and like, support.
1: With, and then one thing I want to say is like listen to your body. if you feel something's wrong, like advocate for yourself. go to the doctor. If the doctor's brushing you off, be like, no, I know my body. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have spoke up more. Yeah, but like, nobody knows your body better than you.
0: That is so true. Also you guys, she has the cutest little baby. I have been just she's so cute. <laughs> I wish I could show everyone. Hi. She's so yes. cute. Hi. Oh yes, she's so is
1: cute. This she's 4 months old.
0: She's so cute. Um, and worth it, right? Yes, worth it absolutely. All. Like, well, having her like
1: I told my husband, I said now I really do feel content, like, not having any more kids.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh,
1: and speaking of kids, my
0: others are walking <laughs> in. <so>. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's James, my oldest. Hi, James. Hi. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I'm so grateful that you were able to just be super honest about all of that. So, you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I everybody needs to like just be honest and like not be afraid to like share their feelings like it's okay the way you're feeling and like talk to someone like someone will listen like you're not alone
0: yep and I'm I'm excited to see a lot of the moms that are able to listen to this come and reach out to us and you know if they need support we can connect them with you so
1: yeah and please, yeah like send anybody my way like i'm an open book and an
0: honest book
1: like i'll tell everybody anything
0: like you're amazing (laughs) you just seriously have such good energy i'm so grateful for you so stay in touch with us and (laughs) we will yeah i just look forward to connecting with you more so thank you so much
1: you're welcome thanks for having
0: me thank you for listening to the rising phoenix podcast if you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at
1: risingphoenixpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org.
0: We are recording from the Stone Sheba Podcast Studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others.